Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of episode 94 with Ed Scrine, and this is where we get our teeth into Deadpool. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in part one, obviously. How could it not come up in conversation? But this is where we really get down with it. So, yeah, again, I just want to say what a, a, a lovely dude. We had a really great conversation. It felt really relaxed and casual. Um, weirdly, before we started rolling, uh, we were talking for 30, 40 minutes beforehand and just discussing a lot of stuff about the film industry i was i was taking notes and advice ed's a a huge inspiration to me coming off starting out as a rapper and then he's he's four years into his career and he's just been you know the main villain in a, a huge marvel film so that's inspirational as i'm i'm just coming into my first year of acting um so yeah it's exciting to see the potential and what can be done and his general outlook i've touched upon it a few times but his kind of mantra of of why the fuck not i think is beautiful and it is something i'd already kind of started to take on because you you do kind of think that someone has to do all these jobs and fill all these roles has to be someone so why not you like not even me like you are you listening now if there's there's something that you want to do why is there a good reason that it's not you doing it because if there is then that's cool but if there's not then then why not why the fuck not anyway let's get on with part two this is part two of episode 94 with ed scrine distraction pieces podcast oh sponsored by speech development records blah 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 speech development records.com go on on your way this piece of fiction is the intro to distraction this piece of is the intro to destruction this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction depending on how much are we talking now i might split this into two parts so there could be a little stop here and then we pick it up in part two but it might just flow on nicely i'm not really a fan of splitting the podcast but sometimes people get angry because they get too big and it fills up too much space on your phones if they can do it in two it's complex but deadpool man how was that? <laughs> it was wonderful, bro. It was wonderful in the sense that, you know, we talk about going into projects with the best intentions. Yeah. We talk about letting go of control and then sometimes them not turning out how you want them to. Yeah. Deadpool was everything I wanted to be and more, yeah. you know. He's a, I've been a comic book fan for a long time before I had any yeah. hip-hop music, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Since I was nine years old whatever kind of Forbidden Planet and um, the other one in Camden yeah um, and um, so it was just, it was an amazing thing that I wanted to be a part of but then it was like fuck if we fuck this up that I'm going to hate this even more it's yeah. like if I had to do a biopic of someone that I, you know who's my hero I'd be like fuck we the fucked risk. it up that's terrible the risk. But but then I read the script and I was like, right, this is the best script I've ever read. It, the funniest script I've ever read. Yeah. Second page and he's looking at his Adventure Time watch. He's got yeah. a Hello Kitty ammunition yeah. bag and he's cussing fucking everyone. I'm like, they're not really going to do this. And this is actually Fox, you know. So that was a wonderful start. And then, you know, I got there. You know, I, I Skyped with the director, Tim Miller, who's now such a great close friend of mine. Yeah. And I just, you know, clicked with him immensely and then got out there and it was just like, you know, met Ryan and, you know, things can, you never know how things are going to be when you meet a big boy Hollywood, 100%. big boy Hollywood guy who's been in the game for 26 years, you know, and also with men, you know, people like they can get a little bit um, territorial, especially yeah. actors, they can be yeah. right fucking insecure cunts. Yeah. 
met him and just we just clicked like fucking click like that and you know he's he's a he's a he's a pop popper as well with a, a little one so I was like you know so we just we just clicked and then you know Gina Carano who's my right hand woman uh, you know Karen Sony who played Doppinder like everyone Brianna Hildebrand I mean it was just the most wonderful experience Pip, you know it, 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 it really was that everyone involved was pulling in in the right direction you spoke there of how it's such a collaborative industry and it's it's frightening because the editor or, or the edit or director whoever could change so much from yeah. what you felt hopefully what, for the better for, 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 yeah from <laughs> what you felt happened on the day but it felt that f- from its inception this project everyone that was involved had to be on that right page mm-hmm. and on the right wavelength because it happened because of their persistence it, mm-hmm. it wasn't something from what everyone says that fox initially wanted to do mm-hmm. that anyone initially wanted to do mm-hmm. and then things being leaked and things being mm-hmm. mocked up just made it yeah it happened and then as you said it wasn't watered down in any way I'm sure you must yeah. have read that script and thought well it's not actually going to end up like this surely because there's so much there that you're like yeah are they and, and watching it as a fan there was so much like this is actually this is actually happening they've actually done that they've actually done that I mean that. like Tim the reason I love him well many reasons I love him but he really wanted me to say the word cunt yeah and we kept trying to say the word cunt, yeah, 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 but it just kept being gratuitous, yeah. you know. At the end, when he shoots me, I say, you stupid fucking idiot. You really thought I could fix you? You stupid fucking cunt. You know this? But he, he, he was a man who was on his first movie and he's trying to get the word cunt in a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, and he's getting Gina play. Carano and you're seeing the bloopers. Actually, she doesn't say that one, but where, where she comes in in the middle of the workshop, she says, what do you think this is? Weapon X, you cunt. <laughs> And I mean, this is the type of movie that we're trying to make, which is, you know, beautiful. I, I, I listened to and, and 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 you know thoroughly enjoyed your your um, podcast with Garth Ennis. You know, yeah. what I mean, he's one of my my heroes. The Boys is my favourite TV uh, comic series ever. You know, which they are ad- uh, adapting as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like when you are a fan of those comics and the more subversive material, it's like, that is how it actually feels. It doesn't actually feel like these fucking PG-13 um, yeah. popcorn movies, which is fine for some of them. You know, I genuinely think, like, Spider-Man should be a PG-13. Completely. And I don't want to see, I don't need to see an R-rated Spider-Man, although I'd love to see, like, Spider-Man and Deadpool or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? 100%, um, and, it, and it's all about the... But some people the, have got to be right fucked way. up, the, innit? The reason comics continued to grow after that had their peak what was that underbelly that came mm. about going right oh, we can do what the fuck we want yeah. this is unmediated this is we can just go anywhere we want yeah. and go as dark as we want yeah. and it feels like Deadpool is the first one to kind of take the comic book movies in that direction of going right we've got these and I love all of them I mm, love all the too. Avengers and things like yeah, that because they're a spectacle I love what Guardians did mm-hmm. of, of being favourite one so far yeah. actually Guardians it's, the same and it just really it took it there it was like right this is what we can do we're, uh, we can be ridiculous we can be weird mm-hmm. and then Deadpool seemed to take it in an, an, another direction mm-hmm. again taking almost the lead of Guardians of going it doesn't have to be mm. here's the blueprint that we do all the Avengers movies yeah. in and things like that it can go in its own way and it did it are we not talking about the same thing that we were talking about with Big Nasty and Kano? Yeah. Are we actually not just talking about honesty and doing things the way they should be done? Not in the way that one person thinks it should be done, in the way that it actual the fabric of the it material. It should be done, yeah, yeah. Kano yeah. is from Bowie Sam or whatever. Yeah. He did grow up on that road. Yeah. 
he talks about his sisters and, and, and all of that and her hair looking like Don King one side yeah. of her hair looking like Don King and all that because it really was like that yeah. Big Nasty says to himself come on look the Lord didn't bless me with green eyes and pink lips and all that he's like I am what I am and I fucking do it well Deadpool is this character yeah. and Fox were thankfully brave enough to do that and that's what was exciting because the panic of the public when the Deadpool movie was announced and it kills me it kills me when there's there's remakes or reboots mm. and people panic before mm. it's happened. It's mm. like, let don't get annoyed about things that haven't happened mm-hmm. yet, man. There's enough in this world to get mm-hmm. really stressed about, to be being stressed about, but what if this film, like when it's finished mm-hmm. in a, two years, is shit? It's like, that's two years of worrying about something that yeah, hasn't man. happened yet. And then it turned out, it came about, and the general consensus, the 100% consensus is they were able to make the film that yeah. everyone feared they wouldn't be able to make. Mm-hmm. You know, They allowed them... They kind of listen to the public demand. And on every level, I mean, the marketing Phenomenal, is something man. I've never seen, right? They were Phenomenal. allowed to just to mess about, like surely. The, the emojis, yeah, billboard, and all of the billboards around um, LA, I mean, they became like Banksy pieces in that they were one-off pieces yeah. that would be put on social media and then people would be trying to find them, people would be it's putting the them up. the beauty of social media as well and the embracing on that as a marketing True. team in this film is the fact is they did, they could just go well, let's make this a one-off and mm. then we post a picture of it and then it's not a one-off. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. It spreads out. It's not that kind of, right, we need to decide what the poster is going to be for all around the, mm-hmm. all, all, I was going to say around the country, all around the world. Yeah. It's now you can go, right, well, here's the main one mm-hmm. and here's a few little collectible was, ones. That if you can find them, yeah. it's, it's the shinies. Like you've, yeah, exactly. you've got your regular things, exactly. but here's a few sh- the shinies <laughs> that we can put up that, that people will be like, oh my God, you've got... And, it makes it more exciting and shareable. If there was just a regular cool-looking Deadpool billboard, yeah. you'd talk about it, teammates. You're going to go and see yeah. Deadpool, but you probably wouldn't be posting it on your social media oh. and going, look at this. Oh. Especially when there's videos of it. You know, Ryan was so generous with his energy and so passionate. Yeah. Like, you know, to have the shit with like AC Slater and the fact that yeah, there that was, was so amazing. much about like Wham! and the 80s, the Golden Girls. Do you see the Betty White um, clip that she did? I don't think I and saw she was that. She swearing her ass off going, Brilliant. this is... I saw the AC Slater one, and, yeah. yeah, and it's just fucking hilarious. I met AC Slater; he came down, amazing, and he came down to set actually, and um, and that was just one of those moments. I, I came away; I was like, "That is so fucking weird." I don't think I really told any of my pals. Like, yeah. remember, you know, Saved by the Bell? Where I just met the kids because what? <laughs> but it was weird. I was like, "Fucking life is life is a, 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 a strange thing sometimes, and as much as it can be a cruel mistress, it can be a wonderful, yeah. wonderful mistress too." You know. So how was it? kind of in in the three periods in the obviously we've kind of discussed the getting the script and the making it was an amazing experience of meeting all these people all Mm -hmm. on the same page all excited but then there's still always that huge gap where you've you you've wrapped you've kind of got that that come down and now you've got months and months of kind of of wondering how it's going to be right and then it comes out and the so much in the edit was just Again, it, it was done perfectly, I assume. There must have been... I can't think of anything that you must you could have seen and gone, oh, that's not quite how I'd, I'd hoped it'd be. I mean, to the point of the opening credits where yeah. everyone is just credited as an insulting description yeah. of them, essentially, and yeah. things like that. It, you know, how was it the first time you saw the finished product, I guess? Well, I'm tracking back somewhat. When we were doing it, yeah. you know, the whole time it felt like we were doing the right thing. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever had that, where yeah. I was like wow, this really feels special. Every time I saw the monitors, I thought, well, fuck, it looks like a fucking Blade Runner or something. Or was you that a disconcerting at any point? Because I'd, I'd imagine the fact that it all feeling, it's going s- 
so well. No, it's going to make you think at some point, that have we messed it up? Is, is no one going to get this? Is, is this just mates making mates laugh no, no, that no. isn't going to translate? I mean, that's also why Tim is such a wonderful director for me. Yeah. Because we never felt we had Ajax. We never yeah. felt that really? we really got it right. You know, it was like the first three days we did filming, me and Tim still laugh about it. Yeah. Because, you know, he came to me in the trailer after three days and he was like, we did this one scene and he was like, it's good. He's like, but when we hang, he's like, I want that energy. He was yeah, like, I yeah, want yeah, like, yeah. I want more of you. He's like, we, it's feeling too much like a villain. And he said, look, moustache twirling villain. He was like, some of it does come down to the writing because you know, when you're the villain, you're a function in the yeah. piece for the hero. Sure. So you're not a priority, uh, you know, as such. And so people were kind of, rewrite keep rewriting the hero stuff and yeah that, yeah this seems fine and then you get there and it's like yeah. it's not really working or you come out and you say two lines and then you walk off and it's kind of like how much can you do with that it's the but hardest anyway, g- g- again yeah. it's one of the things that neil maskell said to me earlier and was like it's way easier to get your teeth into a monologue and a big scene than to come out and do a line much harder and get anything you much know get, yeah get get anything into it or out of it and as a villain you have a lot of that you really do you really are a a function in every sense so you know we were we were we were struggling in a sense you know i mean the three scenes well sorry two of the three scenes we talk about are still in the movie and they're still good scenes so they weren't that bad you know what i mean but they weren't ajax as we wanted him you know and it was there were so many different things that we worked on to find Ajax, but we never felt like we had him. Right. I always felt like the movie was good. And I always knew Ryan was smashing it. I always knew that the DOP was doing an incredible job. Like I say, from the aesthetics of the piece, but me and Tim were always like feeling like, fuck man. And even Tim, we'd sit down, we'd have a beer on the weekend and he'd go, shit man. Like, I wonder if this is even going to work. He's like the scenes in the apartment with blind out are like a fucking sitcom. Yeah. The scenes in the workshop <laughs> yeah, yeah. with you are like fucking nil by mouth. Yeah. You know, the scenes or old boy or something, the scenes in, uh, then we've got all these big fighty fighty scenes and it's just like, and then the scenes in the bar are just like, you know, complete comedy stuff. And it's just yeah. like, is this going to fucking work? Is it going to just be this disjointed piece of fucking spaghetti junction? I mean, at the same time we were like, well, you know we're having fun doing it and we'll see and we'll try our best like yeah. everything like every song yeah. you know you make you say feels good so i'm just see it through to the end yeah you know and then we'll know and then never let anyone hear it because it's fucking yeah, awful yeah, 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 yeah. we've just found the first single yeah. of the album but you know we were we were concerned a lot of the time me and tim would speak a lot about it and you know we're quite um we're very open people and and um that really helped me yeah. you know i talk about um you know, the experience of feeling like a small cog, but I like feeling like having a close relationship with the directors and, you know, when they're brutally honest, you know, we talked about that before of like no sugarcoating. I was going to say, it's nice that you had that relationship to be able to sit there after the fact at points and go, it's not quite right. There's there's something not quite right. And that's, that, 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 that feels unusual. That feels unusual because normally you'd be like, just a pat on the back. Yeah, it all went great. And then yeah. it'll be or we'd be worrying a conversation in with the editing team or whatever yeah. else going, we need to cut yeah. around something here to make this work. So yeah. that's great that you kind of had that openness, as I you mean, said. I mean, he's a straight talker, you know. And when we had our first Skype, I said to him, look, I'm the type of actor that wants you to be brutally fucking honest and I'd rather you tell me what I'm not doing well. Just, yeah. Just like, 
never just let suffer in silence, you yeah. know, just fucking pound me, you know, push me up, push it's me down, left, right. It's exciting to get that feedback, right? And again, I don't know if any, everyone's the same, but it's exciting to me to get that feedback. Because yeah. again, you are still, like you're four years into this. Yeah. It's Autopilot. exciting for someone to say, here's what's not quite working. Oh, wicked. That means yeah. I won't be doing that anymore. Yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can solve that. Well, it's like my, my trainer this morning. I'm training in um, Kung Fu at the moment. Yeah. I've been working, uh, training at the Shaolin Temple in, in Islington. And my trainer, I kept getting some form stuff wrong. And he said to me, just imagine your hands a knife and slice your belly button. I went, oh, yeah. Now I've got it. Instead of going, you know, wait, yeah. you know. So, and it was just, it's just being told those things of just, uh, yeah, just... Ed, when just you keep do doing this thing with your mouth just to let you know I don't know if you notice you're doing it yeah. but it looks a bit weird. come and have a look and you go fucking hell what's that I look like I've got a fucking twitch or whatever you know but you were just I was just in the moment being pure and just feeling yeah. it you know what I mean on autopilot like I always am and, and those things are so helpful from that outside look and yeah. that outside eye right and it's like it's like my, 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 my agent you know I was saying about my self tapes I was going if I'm keep making if I make the same mistake more than once fucking tell me yeah because I'm putting so much time and work into these things and effort yeah. I don't want to just keep making the same mistake you've you helped me get better me. Yeah. don't think oh yeah I've got a panda around him you know what I mean it's so great fuck that yeah. tell me tell me how I can improve because I want to improve and I'm not sensitive you know what I mean I know my shit stinks and you know while I am while I talked about you know not being afraid of my potential and knowing my potential I also know that like I'm fucking, I'm nothing at the moment, you know what I mean? And I need to improve. So it was amazing working with Tim in that aspect. But again, going back from the tangent, so I knew we'd done something good with Deadpool when yeah. we wrapped it. And then the real moment, which was one of the most amazing moments of my life, was Comic-Con. Yeah. And like to be a comic book geek, I used to go to the comic conventions at Barbican and Baker Street yeah, and they were yeah, proper yeah. small buy yeah. Spawn 1 for 7 quid and shit, yeah. you know what I mean? I've been, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spent that like, as half my pocket, my, my fucking piggy bank. To go somewhere like that, and I was did one day on Transporter and one day on Deadpool, I was like, this is fucking wicked. And I could walk around because now I knew who the fuck yeah. I was. I was like, this is the best thing ever. But we went up there on that stage and the reception that, like, in all of my music days, whoever they were with, whether it was fucking Asian Dove Foundation, Nathan Flutboxley, Plan B, all that, all the amazing things that, things that I saw Africa Express with Damon Auburn, all this, I never felt like that. I felt yeah. like fucking rock star. Like, one more time, like, they were chanting yeah. for the thing. And, like, we were all there and we were just, like, we were like a football team as well. We were, like, like Leicester, you know. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. we really, you know, it was really a special feeling of, like, fucking hell. And we're all little oddballs, like, After even that fucking time, Brian Reynolds, field, you know yeah. what I mean? And we was on the Fox panel. And, obviously, the other movies that they got is X-Men. And X-Men is fucking James McAvoy, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, all these guys, yeah, they're top yeah, yeah, fucking dogs yeah. and for good fucking reason and wonderful people as well, yeah. I, might, I might add, from hanging with them that night. But then, And then you've got, um, you know, uh, Channing Tatum's there for Gambit and Hugh yeah. Jackman's there and all that. And then you've got us, looking like the Bass Street fucking kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brianna with her fucking head shaved, me walking around in my Reebok classics, Gina, you know, and it's like all yeah. of us are unknown quantities, all of us don't have as much right to be on the stage in Hall H in a sense as them lot. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is this? This is mad. Like, look at that reception. And everyone could feel it, it was unlike anything I've felt in my whole life. It was, was definitely the, the thing. Uh, uh, it was the moment of that Comic-Con. Yeah. It was, it, the hype was all about that 
was finally seeing the Deadpool yeah. trailer and, and finally getting that. And that was the first time I'd seen it, Pip. Amazing. So we're there That's and I'm insane. cricking up my neck, looking up, and I'm like, this looks fucking sick. Looks like, so this good. looks so... And this looks like proper fucking Deadpool. This looks yeah. like the movies I want to see. You know the biggest, the nicest thing about this is that my brother said to me, he said, this is like Bill and Ted's Greatest Adventure. This is like... Wayne's World. Yeah. Like, he was like, this is like those movies. I was like, that's the best praise I could ever hear in my yeah. life. Because those movies meant the world to me and like, you know, they're special things. Obviously, you know, you it, at some point in your career, it'd be great to make a Dead Poets Society. It'd be great to make, you know, Lahane or, or yeah. Amalia or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, of course. fucking Bill and Ted and Wayne's World, like that was like the <laughs> seminal shit of our youth that raised us in a yeah. different way. So it was like, that was great. And then the first time I ever watched it, I watched it in... 20th Century Fox screening room with my agent, just the two of us. Wow. In an empty cinema the week before I went out to promote it. Yeah. The week before it came out, actually, this year. It was only um, in like yeah. Feb or Jan. And we sat there howling, laughing our fucking heads off. And the first scene come on, and my agent just nudged me after my first scene. She went, Yeah, it looks fucking good. Nice one. Good first scene, right? And every scene we were like, Fuck it, yes. And she, we finished. It was like, Wow. That's something special. Like yeah. it really is something special, and you know, man, that's exciting to 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 not see it until that close to the the release, I guess. Because the fact is, anything that you would have been g- 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 going off and doing in between time, any any hype that would have died down, you've then got that immediate buzz just before everyone else is going to have that immediate buzz. It's, it's, really? it's always one of the weird things with releasing a record when you'll finish it, and then if it's a a big label release or whatever, it'll be th- three months or whatever, and it's like. I'm still hyped, but I'm not as hyped as I was three yeah, months ago when I we finished it. Like yeah, I wish I could change that and, and do that. And I made two ones that are better than all of them. And then there's that yeah. nerves of, oh man, it's not going to go down. But that's exciting to go, yeah. bang, I've watched it now. Next week, everyone else gets to see that. So it must have re-energised you. Not that you'd need it after the trailer reception and all that, yeah, but yeah. for that then release, which then... It energised me massive, off. man. I mean, it's like, it's such a wonderful thing that I take with so much gratitude that I have nothing negative about this whole project from the shoot to the blah 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 right to the end and so you know yes that was exciting yes that filled me up with 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 you know uh excitement but it can go the other way and i've had that the yeah. week before i've gone off to do things and i watch the movie and i go ah shit we missed the fucking trick there didn't yeah. we we really could have done something special there and then you've got to go out and promote it and that's where yeah, you know man. all these actors that say like, that's the hard part. I mean, to me, that's fucking bollocks. I mean, I haven't done... Well, I think Transporter and Deadpool are pretty big fucking junkets and tours. And, you know, I went to fucking Japan and back and all that for Transporter. But they're not fucking hard. Yeah. People are making coffee for you all day. You're, 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 you know, it's, it's, you get to travel the world. I got to see Japan. I probably would never have gone to Japan in my life yeah. for that. I got to go all around the fucking world, stay in five-star hotels. I used to stay in the biggest shitholes ever. Yeah. Go on holiday for a week for fucking 250 quid. You know what I mean? And like, it's like, this is a blessing. So, you know, I, 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 um, so I enjoyed, I still, I've still enjoyed, you know, the little movies that I thought could have done better and the other, other things that, that I felt people you know, that, that, that weren't the same things that I signed up for. It weren't things that I wanted them to, weren't the same visions that I signed up yeah. for rather. But, um, this was just a joyous thing. And I was very conscious the whole time that like, even though I'm optimistic, this genuinely could be the last time I ever feel like this about a movie because 
I said to Tim, I said, it'll never be this good again. I'll never feel this way about, about a director or a cast and be this proud of the piece and be so happy about it. Now, I meant that at the time, but I don't agree with that now. I mean, yeah. I'm back in optimistic mode yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, this, you know, we can have wonderful, and why not? Why the fuck not rather? My say, my slogan, you know, and, um, exactly. And you would have felt similar emotions at some point when ill manners turned out as great as you'd no, hoped. No, no, never, you, ever, you ever, felt ever, straight ever, away. This is ever, ever felt entirely happy about anything I've done before. Oh, really? Ever. And this, this is, is the, the one that just everything thing. felt yeah. spot on. This is the first thing. Yeah. Ill manners was tough, man. I was at the fucking premiere and, it was my first premiere. It was all a bit overwhelming. And, you know, the paparazzi on the red carpet yeah, yeah, flashing yeah, yeah. all them lights. And I'm, you look at the pictures of me, I look like I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. Because I'm just like, fucking rude cunts. Like, you don't say please or nothing. I always say to <laughs> them now when I'm there, I say, please don't come for free, man. They go, oh, on the right, please. And I go, there you go. You know what I mean? And we work together. But exactly. back then I thought it was so rude. And also then I'd go up and, it, you know, it was all a bit overwhelming. And we watched the movie and my... My missus was crying. My sister was crying. Right. Because, like, you know, most of them didn't know that I was going to die and that the piece was such a kick right. in the fucking yeah, stomach. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whisked out away from them, had to go to the after thing. And I just was in there and I was like, this is fucking shit. Like, this is shit. This is the shit part. Like, I just want to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all, all you know, lot, all the other movies, I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things that I've learned from things that I take as positives and negatives. But, I'm not wholeheartedly happy about them. I've almost never been wholeheartedly happy about anything. And so, you know, it's such a blessing. Yeah. And that's why I'm so thankful because, it, it, you know, it, it, even though I will find other casts that I'll fall in love with because that, that's my nature and other directors, they probably won't turn out how this has turned out. And then it won't be compounded with the success as well because success is shit if it's the wrong thing, if right. I enter into celebrity big brother and I, and it's a huge success and everyone knows me, I can't walk down to buy a fucking pint of milk. Everyone knows me because of what, m- me pretending to lick milk like a cat yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was in, yeah. in, in big brother. That's the wrong type of success. Yeah. I don't need, um, millions of people around the world to look at me. I really don't. Mm. They just don't need to, I don't want them to. That's it. It's, it's, it's attention and success for the right reasons the right is, is, is what, and there should be no sh- sh- shame in, in wanting that success at all. Yeah. That should be, that's fine. But as long as it's for the right reasons, again, people will go on about this person sold out or whatever else. It's like, well, no, if they're still doing what they love and they're proud of it, yep. then if they've got success, that's a good thing. You can't be- begrudge them or get mad at that. If they've tweaked it to kind of, and yep. they're kind of, they secretly know his shit, but yep. you know, then that's when you can get a bit annoyed. But yeah, this must've been a a huge run. And when this comes out, you will have already been out to LA for the um, awards. But how exciting is just, just shit like that, that this keeps that moment that felt like it could not get any better, kind of keeps stretching and extending. And you yeah. keep getting this more kind of, damn, this is getting... I mean, the first thing about. I wanted was my boys to see it. Yeah. Because I knew that it would be like... How something. old are your boys? I mean, my boys is in my pals. Oh, your boys, your pals. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got, no, yeah. I've got one, I've you've got, got one, he's five. Yeah. You he ain't see seen it yet. yet. I'm waiting for the TV edit. Perfect. Um, but um, which there is one, which which I'm going to get. But um, I mean, that's great though. Just with there's a spoken word artist and, and rapper called, called Polar Bear, and and we really connected on the spoken word scene because a lot of the spoken word scene we weren't into, man. We mm-hmm. would just thought it was so up its own ass, and it mm-hmm. wasn't our thing. And he'd always say every gig he thinks before he goes on, like 
what would my boys say if they walked in now? And that's the only gigs he'll do. He'll try and only do gigs if his boys are walked in. They might be a bit confused at first because it's a change from his 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 upbringing or whatever else. But they'd get it and they'd enjoy it. And he looks, he'd look at lineups and whatever else and go, right, I know that they'd, they'd be feeling that dude. They'd, mm-hmm. They've not heard of him, but they'd they'd get mm-hmm. it. So that excitement of the people from where you're from seeing it and experiencing it that's, yeah, a, that's and I, a real thing and a natural thing right i think if i'm honest yeah it's a natural thing i i, I do want to make them proud you know what i mean yeah. as much as like things are for me like i i i do want my to inspire my boys you know what i mean and and, and for them and to they be must proud have gone crazy when they saw it because yeah, as you I said mean, it it lived up to usually what they hoped. just cuss me yeah i'm yeah. still living down Standard, lines from my movies from all over the years like they're taking the piss even yesterday of i went course. for something <laughs> My pal Gavin Watson, he's a photographer, skinhead photographer. Yeah. Um, he, um, I went for his talk and our pals were there and they was cussing me. They were saying to me, oh yeah, this and that. I was going, all right, fair game. I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I, I, I've got to take that. But with this one, as soon as it come out, everyone who saw it, they was just getting such heartfelt messages yeah. actually, yeah. rather than, Beautiful. rather than um, just like, oh, bruv, it was sick. Like, that don't really mean anything. That doesn't no. mean enough to me because, you know, some people think that, um, that um, high school musical sick, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some people it is fucking sick, you know what I mean? And so they're brother sick. Like people love that shit, you know, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's just not me. So, but when people say I'm really proud of you, it couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah. It's well deserved or whatever. Then I think like, well, that means something, you know yeah. what I mean, or whatever. But anyway, first of all, that's what I wanted. But then the fallout from that, I mean. To be nominated for an award is like is pretty like special. I really feel like thankful, and while I don't feel overwhelmed, and while I don't feel like nervous about it at all, um, I do think like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart are hosting it. <laughs> yeah. Will Smith's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, <laughs> and I'm up against um, Adam Driver for Best Villain, Adam Driver from Star Wars, Tom Hardy in The Revenant. Uh, James Spade in 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 a uh, Ultron or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then uh, the Mad Ultron. Mad Max. Um, yeah. You know, this is fucking stellar. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson in Kingsman. Yeah. That's the people I'm up against. And you look at us there, and you say, "Who's the old one out, Pip?" You yeah. know what I mean? That's crazy. But at the same right, time, but... why the fuck not? Hundred percent. You know, but but at the same time, I'm gonna. So again, that double sided thing of I'm gonna be thankful and appreciate that it is a special thing that like. Yeah. It's happening, but also, yeah, why not? You know what it's I mean? It's a weird thing with awards and that, man, because we like, were only nominated for anything a real late, and, and when I had a radio show on XFM, we got nominated for awards and all that. And you don't do any of these things for awards. That's mm-hmm. not what you do it for. No. But it's bullshit when people say, I don't care about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's nice. It's a nice feeling it when they nice, go, look, we're, we're, we're into what you've done. Yeah. And as I said, it's the people you're put up against, particularly if you're a fan of them, particularly if you're Big like, time. right, I'm up, a, I'm up with... And not against, with, the people yes. you're up with. I'm up with these people. Yeah. And it's like, that's crazy. That means a lot. Regardless of winning or losing or drawing yeah. or whatever else, it's still... We should just be proud of proud of what we've done, you know. Yeah. We did it with, 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 for the right reasons and we loved it. And, and, and like, I'm immensely proud of it. And, you know, to go and have all that jazz and hoo-ha, you know, I've got a beautiful whistle lined up from Savile Row, Tom but, Sweeney, right. and you know what I mean? And going to go out there full... full, full um, full London tailoring, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so it's like, so that's a that's a beautiful thing. It's not the be all and end all. But the thing is, like you say, you should be allowed to be proud of that. And you know, when I was 16, I'd go to school or I'd go to a job or whatever. And then on a Friday or Saturday night, I put on a nice pair of shoes 
put on some aftershave and I'd go and fucking go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd go raving or whatever. And it's like, this is just, that's just the same thing I'm doing. It's, I don't 100%. do it every night. It really doesn't make my world go round, but I have a fucking great time when I do it. And I'm taking my, the uh, stunt coordinator, the fight coordinator, yeah. one of the fight coordinators, Phil Silvera, who also did the incredible choreography on Daredevil. Daredevil. He's, you know, again, he just absolutely... He's a fucking that, legend. Daredevil and Deadpool just in a row. Yeah. Wow. Just next level. Yeah, next level choreography, you know. For, he's in, in, that, in that infamous a corridor scene in the first series of yeah, Daredevil. Just the fact is this, this beautiful one shot, but he allowed the the hero to get tired oh. and and the people he's fighting to yeah. get tired and just to go off screen a simple thing yes yeah, the sound a simple thing like that was like that's revolutionary that's yeah. mind blowing that they're exhausted and swinging punches and missing and all this kind of thing is amazing he's, he's, he's he, you know he's a special geezer you know so when yeah. they said to me you can only take one person I was like oh man you know I was going to take my American agent because you know one of them because you know he's a, you know he's a friend as well yeah. you know all of my professional um, relationships are also personal. But I was like, I have to take Phil because, you know, I literally would not be there if it wasn't for Phil. And Phil helped me inform the emotions of the character as much as, you know, Phil's whole thing the whole time. When, like, the first time I went for the, to to train with them three and a half weeks before the film started, I went out real early. He said to me, you've got to emotionally lead this fight. He said, Deadpool's got a fucking mask on or he's covered in the the makeup. He said, both of these fights, you're emotionally driving them. He said, it's not interesting watching two mask people just fight however good they are he said you have to drive this so fuck okay and he was always saying don't forget the emotion and and the moment that Ajax's fighting style clicks when he whispered in my ear and he said I've warned him that you're going to go at him take his fucking head off and if he doesn't get out the way that's his fault because I've now warned him take his fucking head off Mm. and I was like I went out on a you know it's a proper yeah. you know and every time for every take I'd look at him and I'd say I'm going to take your fucking head off you watch I'm going to chop it off and put in a fucking vat of acid yeah. and it will <laughs> shut you up once and for, yeah. once and for all no it's one will great, call me Francis it's, it's just insane it's simple but a great bit of advice because the fact is when there's such big choreography and big scenes you could get lost in I'd have to do this and then this and forget to act. Forget that you're still an actor in a film. Yeah. It's not Ed having a fight. It's well, and, Ajax. And we're not fighting. You know I mean? And yeah. it, his point, I think, was that my body language was like, I'm doing the beats, yeah. but I'm slicing half a foot away from his neck, which is yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to hurt him because I love the stunt guys. Yeah. We all click. You're a real family as well. But actually what should happen if it's a top, top level fight and he's the first guy who's actually said this to me is you shouldn't miss him. He should get out the fucking way. Yeah, yeah. And then it's the actual real dynamic of it and everything. So, you know, Phil was just incredible. And then through that, so having the, working with the emotional side through the physical preparation also informed the emotional side of the character when I got to it later. You know, me and Phil would talk a lot just like, um, Tim we talk a lot outside of things and so you know he was a big help so also you know that makes me feel good that I can bring Phil along you yeah, know what I mean yeah, he's going to sit awesome. in the front with me and all that and yeah. do all that so and we're going to have a giggle so he's from the Bronx so you know what I mean we'll have a London boy and a Bronx boy going up there having it amazing you know so it's it's, it's a beautiful it's, it's you know that's that's an exciting thing and we take the blessings you know the most important my favourite part is the shoot and the craft but like oh, come on now let's go and have some fun yeah. you know and not be not be ashamed of it you know it's like with John Boyega um, at, on the red carpet when he's like I'm just a kid from Peckham who's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bleh, 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 
when I used to like, what? It's amazing. He's like, I can't believe the new lead on um, Star Wars is going black, black, black yeah. on a red carpet. A but at the same time, like nasty, like all of this yeah. is like, he's being honest. Yeah. And my mentor in in, in, in uh, acting, Martin Ledwith, the, our mantra is always real human emotion is always interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting. I'm interested watching, you know, the way that, that you know, that you're sitting, you become more interested, yeah, you stop yeah, moving, yeah, you yeah, drop yeah. your head, everything, every yeah. little thing, whether it's coy or shy or interested or, or angry or whatever, it's, that it is in. interesting. Yeah. What, when acting is not interesting is when actors act. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, yeah. It completely, it's, it's the advice... I went out to Regina Campbell on, who was amazing in, in, in Murder by My Boyfriend. Just one of everyone's performances in that were just stunning. And she was saying that when they were at work shopping, it was all going well. And the director just took her aside and said, you're doing great, but can you just stop acting for yeah. me, please? <laughs> and it was just a mind, such a simple bit of advice. And yeah. she was like, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. And, just, and she stopped acting. And it was this amazing performance. Yeah. And it, was, it won her the BAFTA last year and things like that. Because... Someone just had the foresight to say, great, but can you just stop doing the acting yeah. part? I, I had to do that on Deadpool, actually. I yeah. got to the point halfway through. It's funny when I finished Transport, I felt so empowered, Pip. I was like, I said to myself and probably to some people around me, I was like, you know what? I'm ready now, you know? Yeah. Put me next to anyone, any of these cunts, and, 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 and I, can, I can at least spar with them, even yeah. if I can't, you know, knock them out, theoretically. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Metaphorically, sorry. Um, so... I felt great, man. And I did like Kill Your Friends and this movie, The Model. I felt wicked, yeah. man. I felt so good. I was cutting my teeth in all these different countries and all these things. And I got to Deadpool and we did those first couple scenes and I had this big, the big monologue stuff where I'm like, you know, where he meets me, all my stuff in the workshop where I'm just being horrible yeah. bastard to him. Yeah. And I just started panicking, man. I was like, wow, wow. Whew. I need to realign. I've, did a Skype session with Martin. I said, Martin, I said, what's going on? I said, why, why am I flapping now? I said, I'm yeah. like, I know I'm good enough to be here and I'm here now. The director picked me because he wants me, everything, blah, blah, blah. Why am I? F-? He said, you just need to go back to basics. Just relax. Keep it calm. Remember what it's all about. You know, don't try and act and all this. And went through all of our basic mantras, which are all the things that he had told me in our first ever sessions, yeah. you know, two years ago or whatever. And um, and I was just like, oh, thank you. You know what? I just needed to hear that. Thanks. Yeah. And I went back and I and, and I texted him and I was like, yes, he went fucking great. Yeah. You know. And even now, I sent I sent him a message. I said, Martin, I've been nominated for a couple of awards, and you know, Deadpool's the highest grossing R-rated movie. He's like, I'm so proud. Great. I've heard such great things, and that makes me so happy. But at the same time, like I say, with me and Tim, we never felt like we really had it right. Yeah halfway through I'm having this fucking crisis of confidence yeah, yeah, it yeah, happens yeah. we yeah. are human I am human I didn't panic when I felt it but I just but I did recognise it and feel like I can't go on set with this and feeling. that's the thing it's, it's essential to have those those challenges and those worrier moments to learn to get through them and learn that you're it's not the end of the world do you know what I mean that mm-hmm. these things things will come up some things it'll all come easy sometimes it mm-hmm. won't but it's going through them and experiencing it's the it's the same in, in music mm-hmm. getting through them tough gigs them gigs that where it doesn't all go on point or where you fuck a line up that you've done a million times but the fact that you then recover from that mm-hmm. and continue on it's essential for building you and, and, mm-hmm. and bringing you on in your in your career I guess I agree and I, I really feel like all the best things I've done 
have been like that have been the proper yeah. challenges you yeah. know what I mean like I might have done a couple good little cameo things here and there but like that I could just slip into and hide behind because they're only two three days on yeah, the job yeah, yeah, yeah. but anything I've done that was proper was like hard work I got it wrong people called me out for it challenge felt that insecurity didn't dwell on it but built on it and corrected it and I'm really proud of Deadpool and what yeah, we did in it did. and what, you know my performance in it and I think that if I'd have gone into it just feeling great probably would have been another moustache swirling shitty fucking villain yeah you know and um Particularly as you're British, that's the simplicity yeah. of a British villain. Again, yeah. you can go that route of just being that, s- yeah, that and the simple. Way it was written, and yeah. you know they they shaved my head and all that stuff. So it was it was it, I had all them, you know, yeah. all those things to. I was going to say fight against, but that's wrong. You know, I had all those things to work against. You know, I always say everything, every job I do, and every audition I do, I try and work out what not to do. I try and yeah. work out my concerns, and I love going into things thinking like fuck, it can't be like that. It can't be like that. I cannot look like that. This cannot look like that performance by that actor in that because that was fucking terrible. And then through knowing the negative space, then I'm able to sort of weed out the bad bits and then find the good bits. And I find that it's like when I watch back myself tapes, I'm like, I'm trying to watch one where nothing jumps out bad. I'm not trying to watch a good one. If there's nothing bad in it, I've done a great fucking take. And that's a great idea for for building or finding a character or, or a role or looking at the stuff you don't want it to be rather than going here's someone who nailed it I've got to try not to copy that yeah but, but, but you know what I mean if, if your inspiration for it is someone that's nailed it you're going to end up just leaning towards yeah. what they've done whereas you, if your inspiration is the ones that haven't done it quite right then you're going to find your own character in that yeah. but just not without those I mean, it's got potential weaknesses I think it's got to be both because you know the main influence for Ajax was uh Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner. Roy Amazing. Ba- Roy yeah, Batty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, that whole thing of being like half android, well, that android, and distant, kind of not yeah. really human, but kind yeah. of off human, working things out and, you know, that kind of calculated, ambiguous thing, you know, and, um, you know, Javier Bardem in, in No Country for, yeah, uh, for Old Men. And, um, uh, you know, th- so th- th- those two people were there. Harold Shipman, you know what I mean? He was yeah. a big, big yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph Goebbels, you know, yeah. they were a big part of it, but they can only help so far. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's only when I'm like, it, actually, the, who's the other one? The keys are in There Will Be Blood. Paul yeah. Dano? Is yeah, name? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That performance for me is like, was amazing. And, you know, so maybe when I'm like down and out or what, maybe when I feel like everything's gone really good, I'll be like, actually, you know what? Channel, channel Paul Dano on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not. But that yeah, can only yeah. just that's be like, a little thing the drop in here the drop and there. in really it's got to be when we finish it's got to be fuck it wasn't like how, that bad thing you know it wasn't like what we don't want it to be and and, and you know that's one way of doing it but I, I mean I find every job is like a completely different process like we said You're comparing it to women get, yeah yeah and it's like you go I go into it thinking I know what I'm doing and as soon as I know what I'm doing I go into the next job and I'm like fuck this is well this is so different like I've got to realign and to me, that is what makes it interesting and keeps it fun. It's, it's that know? excited adaptability. It's being there and being able to look at everything and go, right, this isn't what I expected, but quick, let's mm-hmm. figure out how we get through this, how mm-hmm. we how we, how we we live in, in this world. And yeah, that's a I massive think that's, buzz. I think that is the job. Yeah. I think that actually is exactly yeah. what our job is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Prepare, 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 get there. It's not working. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting. Okay. Right, go. Yeah, Shit. we've got an hour before light goes. Uh, how do you want to do this what do you think okay try that 
oh yeah, it's kind of working. Okay, yep, go further, go the other direction. And, 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 and that is amazing. That's where I love coming home and being like, fuck, that was, I wonder what they'll use because we went so far left, so yeah. far right and all that. And it, it's fascinating. And by the time you watch it, you can't, you don't know which take was which. Anyway. Those ex- experiments, the first day on set with Stevie Graham, I had no lines. So, do you know what I mean? It's the one that it's like, I've prepared as much as I can, but I can't prepare. Mm-hmm. I'm just there. I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I hadn't had much more about the character yet. It was my first time in it. Instantly, before the scene starts, as, as Hardy's characters are walking towards us, he's throwing just lines at me and, and saying, let's just, I want our characters. It, early on, it discussed with me where our characters met and stuff like this. This was all stuff I hadn't prepared for at all. I'm too new to this. Mm-hmm. But that was the gold for me. I came home from that day. A scene where I've, literally just stood in the background i came home from that day just so buzzing because i was like we learned so much mm-hmm. off camera and kind of and as the scenes beginning and things like that about these characters that i wasn't expecting to, to happen and every now and then stevie who's obviously an amazing improviser from working mm-hmm. with shane meadows and guy rich never every now and then it'll, it'll, it'll throw something at me and I'll mumble and stumble and not pull it off but every now and then he'll throw it and you'll just you'll mm-hmm. knock it out of the park and just feel a million dollars. No, but that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And that's the joy of working with someone like Stephen Graham, who's yeah. one of my heroes. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. You know, top five. Um, and then after that, you can, you, I bet you felt empowered and strong and ready. And you were like, 100%. fuck it, give me 10 days in a row. Like, I'm ready yeah. for like every scene, even if I'm not speaking or give me a fucking full dialogue. Like I'm ready. And I, actually that's the feeling that we're all searching for is like, okay, bring on the next day. Yeah. I feel good about this. I can, re- I can actually go to sleep and I actually don't need to think about this before I go to sleep. I can just wake up and, you know, focus on it. And, yeah. And it's, you know that character now, you know yeah. that scene, you know and that world. And it takes world. a long time to, to get that, you know. With Ajax, the funny thing is, is the piece of shit emoji was how I'd always remember it and come back to it. Because I'd always be like, me and Tim at the end, I'd be like, I'd be like, don't forget the piece of shit emoji. You can't be too serious as a villain when you've texted him a piece of shit emoji. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. your character yeah, as well. Yeah, as much as that. Goebbels and Shipman yeah, are in yeah, there, yeah. You you text a piece of uh, the piece of shit emoji. So rem- think of that, and that that really was a game changer. As stupid and yeah. weird as it is, no, it's great. And after that, I was just like, right, wicked. And I'd said, you know, me and Tim would always, he'd be like, piece of shit emoji. I'd be like, yeah, sorry, man, sorry, sorry. Because that Let's was go it. again. Is that that's exactly right? It's finding that thing that brings all those influences into that world. Because all the people you mentioned in Blade Runner and No Country for Old Men, all insanely amazing, but would not work in that mm-hmm. world. Do you all know? I mean, elements of them would all yeah. in their own worlds. They're yeah. perfect. You bring them into a comic book movie. Yeah. It wouldn't work. So it's finding that thing and it turns out it's a piece of shit emoji yeah. that goes, right, I can bring them into this world. That's how I, that's how yeah. I do it. Yeah. Um, we've gone over a load, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask the, the toughest question whenever I have an actor on and it's only the toughest question because of how little people can talk about. Kind of what is ahead that you can actually talk about or, or say? Because everyone's always like, well, there's this, this. As soon as I press stop, then we can have a great conversation. Yeah. But as we're recording, is there anything ahead that you're excited about that you can talk about or is it still very much you're focused on Deadpool now from a public perspective and then there's potential things? Well, there's a lot potentially lined up. There's a lot. I mean, there's three movies that I can talk about because they've already been announced in Mm -hmm. the press. They're independent, so we don't know exactly when they're going to go, but they're wonderful movies. One of them is, uh, the working title at the moment is Into Darkness, which is uh, Natalie Dormer is the lead and her... um, 
hubby, uh, Anthony Byrne, mm-hmm. is the director. And they've wrote, they, 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 they wrote it together. And it's a wonderful piece. She plays a blind pianist who overhears a murder upstairs oh, and wow. then becomes embroiled in all of that stuff. And it's a fascinating piece. We've got, uh, we're going to be shooting... It's, it's an aesthetic load to, ode to London as much as anything, yeah, which is wonderful yeah. for me. Um, I can sleep in my own bed and take my son to school some days, which is Brilliant. great. And um, so we're going to shoot, we've got the right to shoot on the tube, a oh, whole wow. scene with me and my sister in the London Eye. Amazing. And I've never been on the London Eye, yeah. so that'd be an interesting way to do it. And at uh, the National Gallery. That's and so for fantastic. me, that's exciting in a way that, the same way that when they flew me out to Cape Town for a movie, I was like, I can't believe I'm in Cape Town. This is amazing. But like, no, they're going to drop me in central London and we get to shoot in those places. So that's a wonderful up. thing. Yeah. And then there's an amazing movie called Tau, mm-hmm. which is basically a two-header um, with uh, an actress called Michael Monroe who's uh, in It Follows. Yeah, yeah. And she, basically it's a wonderful kind of, what do you call it, a sci-fi thriller? You'd certainly call it a thriller. Um, basically a two-header. The, yeah. well, it's basically the two of us and a robot. Wow. The whole way through. Amazing Uruguayan director, Federico D'Alessandro, who was a uh, storyboard artist, uh, VFX guy at Marvel Disney. Wow. Uh, it's his first movie. So, um, you know, and the producer, Ru- Russell Ackerman, is like a wicked guy and, a, uh, uh, you know, does incredible work. So, you know, that's a, a, a great piece, American independent. And that must be an exciting one to uh, to be looking forward to getting your teeth into Precisely. as a two-header with so much yeah, and no. so much excitement yeah. there. That must be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is really interesting. I mean, the writing for in, Into the Darkness is is, is is so interesting as well that I'm, I'm really excited about that. But um, Tao is is a, is a really exciting piece. Yeah. And then the third piece is with a 23-year-old Oscar-nominated for his short film out of film school director. Oh, wow. 20 fucking free. That's insane. His name is Tanel Toom. I mean, do you remember when Rooney came out and you yeah, thought, you little yeah. cunt, you're 19? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're so good. Yeah. Um, you know, at the t- yeah. I was probably earning minimum wage at the time and like 25 and, and you know, yeah. fat. But um, no, anyway, there's no, none of those Rooney feelings for uh, Tanel, but I'm yeah. sure people will feel that way. But anyway, he's so talented. He's got it's the madness. most incredible short film. It's called The Confession yeah. that was nominated for an Oscar, as I say, and it's on Vimeo. You can check oh, it out. Wicked. Tanel, T-A-N-E-L, Toom, T-O-O-M. Mm-hmm. And this is an incredible piece. This is a four-header. Um, literally four of us for the whole movie um, set in uh, I think 2165 a meteorite has hit the moon and changed the gravitational pull of the earth oh wow so the seas uh, are such that we're on this huge kind of like oil rig that every once every for one day every month the tide goes out and we run down scabbing shit go back up and basically it's just a t- tale of deception and deceit and, and, and uh, uh, you know, love and lust and all this. And it's just a, a pressure cooker. And yeah, that, that one sounds, was in the... That's a crazy Br- scenario yeah, to, it was to build it on. incredible. So that was in the Brit list. Yeah. Um, so, you know, highly rated script. And Tao was in the blacklist, I think yeah. it's called. So both of them are like, you know, real high quality uh, uh, writing, you know. And, and that's kind of what I'm interested in at the moment is just really interesting filmmakers. Yeah interesting writing and um and then you know actors that i can just learn from you know we've talked about neil maskell and you know what boise and you know you with stephen graham that i'm you're very envious of and um <laughs> you know 
and this is how we get better, Pip, innit? Yeah. You know, and this 100%. is how we get better. Maybe we've come into this with a little summing. Maybe yeah. we got a little spark and all of our sparks are different, but it's not enough. We need to train, you know, like Beckham. We need yeah. to train like Lampard. And, um, you know, I remember saying to the Metro, I'm, I'm the Gary Neville of the, uh, of the acting game. You know what I mean? I come into this like half decent, but yeah. I'll work harder I'll than work everyone really else. Hard and, get, and I'll end yeah. up being a right back in a team with Cristiano Ronaldo and Roy Keane and, yeah. you know, York and Cole and, 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 you know, maybe be the captain, you know what I mean? But I'll still just be the, the, the little workhorse right back, yeah. you know, and I'll learn to cross by it. the end of this, you know, I'm not really I'll good. get there in the end. You know what I mean? And, and so, um, so that's, that's the aim, you know, but those three things are there, but there's loads of other stuff floating around. I met some amazing people in America as well. I don't know. I mean, I'm, fascinated by the possibilities and so excited by the possibilities but I just don't hold on to anything man nothing is promised and um, and we'll fucking see that's a perfect and, and positive note to end on so thank you very much for, for allowing me into chat it's been absolute joy nice one thanks man There we go. What a lovely dude. What a lovely conversation. Inspirational dude. I'm getting all confused because the I recorded these intros and then they crashed and I've had to record them again. So if I'm repeating myself, I can only apologise. But me and Ed actually spoke for 30 to 40 minutes before the podcast started rolling. And it was great. He was He's an inspirational dude. He's inspirational to me, man, because... He's 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 four years into his acting career. He started as a rapper. He's four years into his acting career, and he's smashing it. He's 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 he's, he's the main baddie in a massive Marvel film. That's that's amazing. Um, and I'm I'm a year into my acting career. I'm just starting out in this, but it's inspirational to see people like Ed coming from the rap scene and coming from very little experience, but then working hard to to gain that skill and experience and and hustle and why the fuck not? So yeah, I dig it. Big love to the dude. Um, next week's guest is the amazing Michael Soccer from Being Human and from This Is England and from Aliens, which I'm I'm loving at the moment. It's on four and it's fantastic. It's got um, Michael Smiley and Tom Davis, both Distraction Pieces alumni. So yeah, it, it was a, it was a really good chat. He's a, a lovely guy. He allowed me to come up and, s- and sit in his living room and bend his ear for an hour. So that'll be next week. Do all that subscribing, Lark. It's wicked subscribe rate spread the word tell your friends you've been lovely thank you for tuning in i'll talk to you soon ta-ta